Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We're brought to you by SeatGeek today. I will tell you about our buddies over there in a moment. But I wanted to talk about three games I watched since we got together last. I've done some shorts, if you haven't noticed, on the Bills 2 trades. The Ezekiel Elliott suspension, two other games I watched. I'm probably going to watch some more this afternoon, tonight. I'll probably do a couple throughout the week of just game recaps that I watched over the weekend. We've got to the point now that everyone in the league has played at least one game. There's a lot going on. It is the fun season. Um, First game I'm going to start with is Washington at Baltimore. First play of the game, Kirk Cousins should have been picked off. It was like, whoa, it didn't. Didn't uh, uh, didn't start well for Washington's offense, and really didn't get much better, you know, throughout the the course of the the important parts of the game. Uh, the Ravens played the majority of their number one D. Um, they finished the first drive with a, a up the middle blitz for a sack, and just dominated the Skins early in the trenches. And the, and Washington has a really good offensive line. Overall, I mean, that was my number one takeaway from this game was I was highly, highly impressed with the Baltimore defense, which is something I've been expecting. I think they're going to be one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, I really think they're loaded at all levels. I think they're physical. That's a typical Ravens-style defense. Nastiness, size, really hard to run on. Um, Versatility in the back end. But they were really impressive in the trenches today in particular. So... These are just a bunch of assorted notes, you know, that I took throughout the game. Um, Mallet started with some of the ones. Uh, played really poorly. I was not impressed with Mallet, and he's been getting a lot of snaps. Flacco's out with a back and a tall guy with a back injury. I mean, that concerns me, you know, coming off a knee last year. I wonder, you know, what's Flacco's career going to be like with this from, you know, from the a year ago till the end of it. I mean, I could see it crumbling a little. Um, No Yonda in this game, no Woodhead in this game. Um, I mentioned how impressive the Ravens' defense was, and I've been telling you guys all offseason, it better be. I mean, they're always great on special teams. Defense, I think, is going to be a dominant unit, but man, I think their offense is going to be bad. I mean, mean, Mallett missed a wide-open Campanero uh, deep downfield. Campanero showed up a little bit in the game. Um, Baltimore did put together a pretty strong TD drive. Based on a pretty decent running game and the O-line play late in the first quarter. Wouldn't say Mallet did a whole heck of a lot there. Um, a couple standouts from this game that I thought you know showed up uh, from the rookie perspective. I thought Allen, you know, the defensive tackle for the Redskins first round pick, had a nice day. Uh, active. I think he's, you know, after, of course, he's a one game guy. So, I mean, if, I don't need to preface this by telling you. I'm not, you know, it's one game of preseason. But he looked apart. Uh, as did Ryan Anderson, another edge player from them, another Alabama dude. I thought he had a nice game. And then I mentioned the, the Baltimore defense, but Bowser, I thought he showed up huge, you know, in coverage, off the edge. 
I think he's got a chance to be a really flexible, do-it-all type of guy. I mean, he didn't play a ton of snaps in this game, but when he was out there, he was making plays. Um, widely considered one of the best coverage linebackers in this draft. Also a pass rusher type. I think he could stand to get a little stronger, but I think you could move him on the line, off the line. Um, interesting. you know. So some more rookie talk here. Uh, P. Ryan. I think he's going to end up being the number one in Washington, but all indications and are that he is not close to taking that job and struggled badly in this game too. I mean, didn't look like he was it was ready for action. I mean, he fumbled on one play, and then the very next play they dumped it to him on a real short little easy catch, and he dropped that one. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get much worse on a two-play back-to-back basis for him, and he had no runs of really of consequence that I recall. Um, again, I'm not throwing in the towel on this guy. I think he probably will surpass Kelly as the number one back. I hope, you know, they hope so. I would imagine Kelly is what he is, but it's been a rough start to his pro career for P Ryan. Uh, one other guy to talk about here, Nico Marley. He's a linebacker for Washington. If you haven't heard of him, first of all, the best thing about him is he's Bob Marley's grandson, which is awesome. You know, yeah, man. I mean, I wouldn't expect Bob Marley's grandson to be a professional football player, but Hey, good for him. It's awesome. But he played great. He was all over the place in this game. Uh, speaking of which, you know, my wife and I got married in Jamaica on the uh, on the beach almost 20 years ago. And um, when she, they were asked her, you know, you take this man, and she gave him a yaman. So, yeah, a little Marley playing in the background. But Nico Marley, he's going to be one of my new favorite players for sure, uh, especially the way he played. He was all over the field. Great to see. Uh, the Redskins certainly need some second-level help. So, yeah, uh, some encouraging things. But all in all, I would say this game didn't have a lot to harp on compared to some of the other preseason games I've seen. Baltimore's defense really stood out. Some good rookie performances. Um, let's tell you a little bit about SeatGeek. Uh, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. Uh, I've told you I've used it for Penn's playoff games. We used it uh, for concerts. Um, I don't get to go to many football games, but my buddies do, and they all use it. Uh, I think they'll be going to the Steeler preseason game, a couple of them, and they use my code, which I'll tell you about, and they use the SeatGeek app. So a lot of people I know use it, and I've spread the word because it is such a good product. But you can be anywhere, and just a few taps, you can instantly find seats. I, I actually just use SeatGeek, like I said, um, to buy Penn's tickets not too long ago. They won the cup, of course. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports to concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get 20 bucks off the first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app now and enter the promo code LONFL. That's promo code LONFL for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Now, the second game, you may have guessed it, is Steelers at Giants. Uh, I hosted the post-game show for this game and the subsequent three preseason games. Basically take calls from drunk Steeler fans until about 1 in the morning. 
But we recap what we saw. So I paid a little more attention to this one than usual, as you can imagine. Um, the Steelers rested many starters. They have 15 to 20 names you would know on their injury list right now. Um, and they're not taking any risks with any of them. So including Landry Jones, including Ben Roethlisberger. So Josh Dobbs started this game. Um, there were some starters around them, you know, the Castro played and Foster, but for the majority, they rested a high percentage of their starters. Um, Dobbs did play. I thought he was rather terrible. Um, the first interception he threw, they never showed the replay if his, his arm got hit or not. It, the way the ball came out, it looked like it, but still it was a terrible decision. Underthrown, picked off. Um, they threw another terrible interception when he didn't see Delvin Taylor dropping into a short uh, short zone from a defensive line position. Dobbs really played poorly. I mean, as this, as the game went on, I think he improved a little, you know, from dreadful to okay, I would say. Um, not to defend him, but I think of all the rookie quarterbacks, he was the only one that started the game this year. You know, all the there were some impressive performances, but they all came off the bench. Um, Giants defense is quite good, although they didn't play their starters long. I mean, Dobbs played much longer than the Giants' top guys did. Um so, not impressive. Uh, and really, the Giants quarterbacks were not impressive either. Josh Johnson started. Then Geno Smith came in. Then Davis Webb. Um, Webb did very little. The other two didn't do a whole heck of a lot. There were some starters around them. Odell didn't play. I don't think Marshall played. Um, but not, not impressive performances by either quarterback. But neither one was in a great situation to succeed here. Um, a really encouraging thing for Pittsburgh was the pass rush. And I've been, you know, people are all excited around here. Watt, Moats, those guys were tearing people up in this game. Watt, Watt had two sacks really, really early on. But overall, I thought the, the Steelers were winning at the line of scrimmage when it mattered most. Um, I will, I, I prefaced it by saying, you know, the Steeler fans that I know everyone's excited about Watt and Moats played unbelievable. But the Giants' offense is really predicated on getting the ball out quick. They're really bad at the tackle position. Their backups are even worse. The pressure was coming off the edge, and the quarterbacks weren't getting the ball out of their hands. You know, the quarterbacks were holding the ball. It's a terrible recipe for the Giants, and I think a lot of teams would have had a lot of sacks in that instance. But, you know, the edge pass rush is something that needs to improve in Pittsburgh. And there were signs of it, and there's been very encouraging signs from Watt overall. Uh, the second pick in the draft behind Watt, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, I think he was slated to play a lot of snaps, but got a concussion. Uh, I haven't heard how severe that is. Uh, he was being evaluated for concussion. Probably won't play the following week, but uh, reports have been very high on Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he could play quite a bit as a as a rookie. Uh, maybe a slot on the outside. Look forward to seeing more of him, so that was kind of a bummer. But that was the only real injury of note from this game that I'm aware of. Um the Steelers have a young slot corner who's making a lot of no noise here, too. Hilton, he had a sack. He had a couple big plays on as a blitzer from a from a slot position as it was a sack. Two nice plays on the punt team, making plays on kickoff coverage. Uh, he's gotten his hands on the football a lot in camp. He was really impressive. So he's a, a sleeper name to know that may end up being the Steelers' slot corner. Uh, Hilton, somebody that's bounced around the league a little bit, but still really young. Um, Steelers did hit one big play. Kobe Hamilton, who played a lot last year, probably won't make the team. Uh, he beat former Steeler, Blake, on a long touchdown. Blake had an interception earlier, too. 
uh, maybe 28, 30 yards right in that neighborhood. Um, right after the fumble recovery that Hilton caused, they went deep and connected. Um, and that gave the Steelers a 10-9 lead at the half, which they went on to win the game. But even on that throw, I, I thought Dobbs was late and um, made Hamilton wait for it. And it wasn't even, you know, uh, yeah, he threw a long touchdown, but Dobbs wasn't a good throw. Um, so that's the takes on it. I don't have a lot from the Giants' perspective. Uh, again, I was watching the Steelers more, of course, but it was a pretty blah day from the Giants. The pass rush was a big story here, you know, getting some pressure off the edge. Everyone's excited about Watt, understandably so. Um, but the Giants didn't play their top guys all that much, and, you know, Eli didn't play, and the quarterbacks were very helpful in this game. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. The last game to discuss, Saints at Browns. Osweiler started. Um, I think, you know, they don't think he's their number one quarterback. I've mentioned this before to you guys. I think they're shopping him. They're hoping that they can get anything in return for the guy. Uh, he made some bad throws, but he also did some good things for sure. You know, he put together a good drive to begin the second quarter. Um, okay, you know, that, that, that's fine. Uh, he wasn't horrible, but he wasn't great, that's for sure. I, I don't know that any team's going to be beating down the Browns' door to get him for a sixth or seventh round pick. Uh, Breeze did not start. Chase Daniel did. Um, a lot of the other starters for the Saints did. You didn't see Adrian Peterson. Um, Grayson was in before the end of the first quarter, though, so Daniel didn't even play all that long. Um, you know, they, the, the Browns rested Joe Thomas. Cam Irving started at left tackle. Looked terrible. I mean, I just wonder if this guy's a bust, a first-round bust. Sean Coleman started at right tackle. By all accounts, both struggled, but Coleman was better of the two. It sounds like one of those two is going to be the starting right tackle for the Browns. Um, Irving does not look like he belongs on the field. Uh, he, he's a, a problem, to say the least. This defense, though, for the Browns is interesting. I'm not saying they're going to be good. I mean, they were one of the worst in the league last year. The offense didn't help them. But they've got a lot more young talent that they've added. Kirksey, Collins, Peppers. Uh, Garrett, you know, I mean, and Greg Williams brings an attitude to these group that I think this this defense is taking the right steps for sure. I mean, they have some linemen too. I mean, Shelton's a really good player, Ogba. But this D plays with attitude. They get to the football. I think they're making strides. Um, Collins made a lot of plays early. He looks as good as ever. Shows a lot of range, a lot of athletic ability as usual. Kirksey as well. I think that's a nice pairing in the second level for the Browns. I think they have their guys there. Garrett showed up huge. I mean, didn't play a ton, but he really flashed greatness. I mean, power, explosion, stud, man. I mean, number 95 can play, and he is legit. I mean, it doesn't take long to see that. Probably the story of this game, though, is Deshaun Kaiser. You know, keep this, this rookie trend. Um, real quick, before we do, Peppers, the other first round. Njoku didn't play. Garrett was a stud. Peppers as a returner, looked really good. Punt and kick returns. And a lot of people said the best thing he does is with the ball in his hand. So 
that showed up. I mean, I, I, that was something pretty interesting. We'll see how he develops as a defensive player. But I was really impressed with Kaiser, and I liked him a lot coming out of school. Um, is I liked him more than Watson or Trubisky, to be honest. And Trubisky looked really good too this year, but or this week. Kaiser started the second half. Um, he kind of has a Culpepper, young Roethlisberger feel to him. Just a big, strong, strapping dude. Uh, he made some effective runs early on. He made difficult throws, you know, like where Watson and Trubisky, I mean, they played really, I mean, Trubisky played really well. A lot of those guys, a lot of those were short throws. You know, Kaiser made NFL throws. I mean, they sat in there and drilled the ball into tight spots and a really nice back shoulder throw that was dropped uh, early on when he came in. But Kaiser's highly, highly encouraging. And again, this is one game, especially at the quarterback position. Don't get too excited. But he's going to be really somebody to watch, and I think he'll be their starter this year. I feel pretty confident about that. A um, couple other notes. Duke Johnson, um, they were talking about on the broadcast how he's going to running back and wide receiver meetings. Saw him in the slot a lot. He might be the the pure Brown slot corner or receiver this year. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. if. Don't be surprised when they come out in 11 personnel that it's Crowell in the backfield, Duke in the slot. Coleman and Britt on the outside. So he might be eventually even listed as a wide receiver. I mean, I'm sure he'll get carries and all those good things, but he's a heck of a player, a heck of a receiving back. We'll see if he's a heck of a true slot guy. Is he good enough to quite do that? You know, I mean, is anyone going to, is he going to be Cole Beasley or, you know, Welker, one of these type of guys? I don't know about that, but he's probably their best slot option. And I think this one to get him on the field. Um, another guy I think that needs to see the field more, but it's going to be tough, is another young back is Kamara for the Saints. I thought he looked really good. Um, probably is their best receiver now. Um, but that, again, that's a really crowded backfield, and I think Peterson's going to have a big year still. But Kamara was highly encouraging, breaking tackles, showing a burst. Another new Saint, Teddy Ginn, he dropped an easy touchdown. Uh, that was discouraging, you know, but he kind of, does that from time to time. Some other people that showed up. Nate Orchard, an early pick a couple years ago. He had a sack, and then right after that with a fantastic play on the edge versus run, um, back-to-back, and, and that was impressive. And then he had another sack with Schobert later, too. So um, I think he'll be a rotational guy from them, uh, more of a stand-up type linebacker, but I think you know he, he could be a quality player for them. Same with Coley, C-O-L-E-Y. Uh, defensive tackle, real low center of gravity, showed quicks, powerful. Um, Days looked like a, 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 a good a find here for them, too. He's been getting a lot of buzz. Maybe he's the true backup if Duke is more of a wide receiver type. And then a younger guy for the Saints, too, that kind of has a Tyreek Hill feel about him is Tommy Lee Lewis. Um, made a great diving catch, uh, lightning quick. You know, Ginn's gone. Uh, will he have a bigger role? You know, the wide receiver core is not so daunting next to him now. I wonder if, you know, you can give him end of rounds, you could pitch it to him here and there. He's lightning. I mean, imagine him in the dome with Drew Brees moving him around. I could see Tommy Lee Lewis making some, making more noise this year. He's, his skill set's really impressive. I know he's tiny, but he's going to be tough to keep off the field. So that's going to do it. That is a wrap for today. Uh, take care, all. I will be back later, and we will talk about more games. See ya. 
Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17